Well, I, I love to tell the story about the pastor who showed up and stood up uh, one weekend to speak, and he had a bandage on his face. And he explained, I'm sorry, but this morning I was getting ready for church and I was going over my message while I was shaving. And I guess while I was paying attention to the message, I cut my face. After the service, one of his elders uh, handed him a note that said, next time pay attention to your face and cut the message. Well, I want you to know this has been a frustrating week. I have spent the last few days trying to figure out how I was going to cut this message down to be able to fit in the time frame that I've been given. I have so much to share with you, and I'm really excited to share this with you. It was 10 years ago this weekend that I preached at Impact for the very first time. 10 years ago this weekend... Ten years ago this weekend, um, the congregation gave a vote of affirmation to the elders' decision to ask me to come serve as your pastor. And Joel and I arrived in town about a month later on May 27th, and I officially began as your pastor May 28th, 2009, and it has been quite a ride. It really has been quite a ride, and um, we have seen God do some amazing things, and he has changed many lives, including mine. And so we thought as we complete our first 10 years together and as we start the next season of ministry here together that it would be a good time for us to focus again on vision. We want to celebrate what God has done and uh, we want to look forward to what he will be doing next through impact and through our ministry together as a church. And on top of that, we are also completing our Unstoppable initiative in the next few days. And so it just makes this a good time to reset vision and to talk about what's next. And so this weekend, we're beginning a seven-week series called Love the Bird. Now, as I said last weekend, many churches like to talk about what they hate. They like to make clear what they're against. But at Impact, we want people to know what we love. We want people to know what we are for. And we love the bird. We uh, are for this city and the people of the airport area. We want people to hear uh, from us that God loves them, that God is for them, and we want them to really begin to believe that because of the way that we love them and the way that we serve them. So in future weeks, we'll talk about how we love our community and how we love families. And when we say that, we're talking about families that are broken and blended and even traditional families and how we love hurting people and disconnected people and lost people and how we love you. And we'll make some announcements along the way uh, that uh, will tell you some of the great things that we're looking forward to in the near future. But today, I want to begin by kind of introducing the series and talking about our vision. 
and also launching the theme that we'll have for the rest of the year, which is, you guessed it, Love the Bird. And as Nikki said, the shirts will be available. I believe they'll be in the cafe next weekend for you to purchase so that you can join the cool crowd and uh, have a shirt like this. Um, and here is our Love the Berg theme verses for this series. And they come from Romans chapter 12. Let me read them to you. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. And we're really going to focus on expressing love for people in our line of sight, the people we come into contact with every day. And I'm excited to share with you over the next many weeks all of the ways that we're going to do that. But first, let me give you a very brief unstoppable recap for those of you that are new to impact unstoppable was an initiative that formally began almost exactly two years ago in uh, 2017 and many people in our congregation took huge steps of faith financially to give sacrificially and to give significantly some gave up vacations or new cars that they had planned to buy and some sold things to be able to give and some found ways to carve out more from their budget so that they could give more. And while we didn't reach our initial goal, and it looks like we'll probably fall a little short of the commitments that we made at the time, it has been a wonderful time of growth for those who have allowed God to work in their lives during this time. Many have shared stories with us of how they have been forced to trust God differently in the area of finances and how God has shown up in powerful and exciting and unexpected ways in their life. By making those commitments, they open their lives for some miracles from God. And some of us uh, have truly found generosity to be transformational spiritually and in many ways. So what has been accomplished in the last two years? I can't tell you at all, but we're going to go over some very quickly. One of the main parts of Unstoppable was getting into this building, and God has accomplished that through us. Our vision was not just to have a bigger building or a better building. Our vision was to give a gift to the airport area. We wanted to give this building as a gift and give them a safe place to come all throughout the week and to build relationships. And God has exceeded our dream on that. You'll hear more about that later, but over 15,000 people used this space in the first 12 months that we were open. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? And this has changed our ministry in many ways. We are now a seven-day-a-week ministry. And many now see us as a very generous church because we have provided this place. And, you know, Barry Cameron was here. Pastor Cameron was here a few weeks ago. And he told about how his church, because they are debt-free was able on Christmas to hand out checks to single moms. And that's a great thing. I hope we can do that someday. I hope we can be debt-free someday too. But I hope we can do that someday. But don't miss what we have done instead. 
Don't miss what we've done instead. Instead of becoming debt-free and giving checks to single moms, we have gone into debt to provide a safe place for parents to bring their kids all week long. We have gone into debt so that we can give this gift to moms and dads and grandparents and kids uh, so that they have a safe place to bring their kids. And Unstoppable has made us able to do that. And many who had never heard of Impact Christian Church now know it as the church at the landing. And many have visited and uh, many have given their heart and life to Christ. And the final statistics will be coming out in a couple of weeks. But uh, if my figures are correct, just over 100 people have been baptized into Christ during the Unstoppable Initiative. Isn't that great? And we were able to increase our support to uh, missionaries and Christian organizations and continue to improve our ongoing ministries as a church. And God has blessed us during Unstoppable. And if you are one of the ones that gave, way to go. Way to go. Way to be used by Jesus. You are a part of all of these things we've talked about. God has used you to do the great things that he's been doing. And if you're here today for the first time, you have walked into an exciting place where God is doing really great and fantastic things. And God has been changing many lives through the ministry of this church. And many of the people sitting around you have found hope and healing and help and a new closeness to Jesus in recent months and in recent years. We've grown stronger as individuals and larger as a congregation. And it's been an exciting time but it's also been a little bit scary it's been a little bit scary because it's involved so much change and it's forced us to trust God to supply both the funds that we need and the volunteers that we need to accomplish what he has asked us to do and we continue to have to trust him for volunteers and for financial resources and it's been a scary time and a tiring time and Honestly, it just would have been much easier to not do it. It would have been much easier to just stay the same and to be a safe little church back on that old property. So why have we done all this? One word, people. People. We didn't do this to just build a better building or to move into a new neighborhood. We did this because we decided we had to do it if we were going to continue to make God's top priority our priority as a church. And God's priority is people. People matter to God. People are his priority. People who are hurting. People who are grieving. People who feel lonely and disconnected, people who are struggling in their marriage or struggling with their kids, people who have been betrayed, abused, or just ignored, people who need hope, people who need forgiveness, people who need to escape their personal struggles with sin, people who will go to hell for all eternity unless they find Jesus as their Savior. God's priority is people. 
And some of these people are visiting the landing every week and they're experiencing the love of Jesus for the first time. And some of the people that I described are sitting in this room right this minute hoping to find the peace that is promised through Jesus to help them to just get through one more day, to just survive another week. And God cares about all of these people. And if we claim to love him, we've got to care about what he cares about. So we love people because God loves people. One of our main taglines has been, let God love you and love others through you. So I guess as we hit the refresh button and talk about our vision, I should share with you some of the things that are going to happen in the future. And so in the future, as we go forward, our tagline will be, let God love you and love others through you. We're not going to change that. We're going to hold on to that concept. We want to be a church where we work hard to really believe that God loves us, that we really begin to believe that he cares about us and we let him, we allow him to love us to, uh, and we submit to him and to his love. But then we also want to be known for spreading that love. I want us to get better at really letting God love others through us. So since this is a vision series, kind of introducing the whole series, we want to hit the refresh button. We want to remind you of who we are and why we're here. So let me remind you of our vision. About, for about the last nine and a half years, we have said that we exist to help people reach up to God reach out to others, and reach in for spiritual growth. Now, we're going to continue those priorities, but we're refreshing the language a little bit. So let's talk briefly about each. Reaching up will become pursue God. It becomes pursue God. The concept is the same, but how we state it will change. Reaching up has been how we have focused on all aspects of worship, what we do during our weekend worship experiences and encouraging personal times with God by reading the Bible and praying and all that is involved in me reaching up to God and saying, God, I want you to invade my life. I want a close relationship with you. Pursue God will encompass the same area and it will focus on me following after God, chasing after God and actively seeking a better relationship with him. And God wants us to seek or to pursue him. Look at this verse from Jeremiah 29. I say this because I know what I'm planning for you, says the Lord. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a good future. Then you will call my name. You will come to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will search for me, and when you search for me with all your heart, you will find me. I will let you find me, says the Lord. I'm guessing some of you have that verse 11 as one of your favorite scriptures. We like it because it reminds us that God has plans for us, that his plans aren't going to harm us. His plans will give us a good future and will give us hope. But I want you to notice, notice that God's good plans for us begin when we pursue him. His good plans for us begin 
when we pursue him. They happen when we search for him with all our heart. And notice he promises that when we search for him with all our heart, we will find him and he will let us find him. When we call out to him, he will listen to us because God wants us to be close to him. He wants us to pursue him. Pursuing God is what happens when we focus on him, when we try to understand his plan for our life. And those things happen in our weekend worship times and in our private personal times with God. So what will be the same in this area? Well, we'll continue to help people pursue God by continuing to offer quality worship experiences that will help draw people closer to Jesus, and we will continue to offer special worship experiences from time to time, like our Good Friday service. Wasn't that a great service? Pastor Dale did such a good job on that. And our Christmas Eve services, and praise nights, and uh, our concerts, and other events. But what do we dream about for the near future? What are some of the other things we want to see. Well, we really want to see an active prayer ministry. In the last 10 years, we've tried a couple of times to just really activate a ministry of prayer. We, we love to pray, and we do pray, but we really want there to be an active ministry of prayer that helps us really plug into God's power, and we're praying that God will provide the right leader for that. And we really want to see more of our people opening their Bibles on a daily basis and really letting God speak to them personally. And we really want to see people sincerely offering their praise to God in a way where it's clear that they understand that He is the audience of our worship and they're giving him worship at, rather than being focused on whether they like worship or whether they find it helpful to them. I, I really want to see our worship be more of us offering ourselves to Jesus in praise and repentance and submission than it is about us being touched or thinking it's cool. But when we pursue God, he says we will find him. And what we find is that while we're pursuing him, he has been pursuing us at the same time. So in truth, we benefit greatly when we pursue God. Let me sum it up this way. Following him fully leads to forgiveness, hope, and peace. And under each of our three areas, we've always had a way for you to live it out. We don't just want this to be a slogan or a catchphrase. Uh, we want it to be a way for you to really improve your relationship with God. So here's the expectation. Attend a service. Attend a weekend service. We want you to be in a service every weekend unless you're ill or out of town. And by doing that, we believe that you will find it easy to pursue God. All of the messages in this series are going to talk about how we'll pursue God together and help other people pursue God. Pursuing God is part of the way we love the bird. The second adjustment to how we state our vision is reaching in becomes build community. Reaching in becomes build community. And I'm not going to say a lot on this one because several messages will deal with this aspect. But reaching in has always been about our need to grow spiritually and our understanding that God intends for us to do life together in a group or in a community of Christians. Look at this passage from 1 Peter chapter 4. Most important of all, love each other deeply 
Because love makes you willing to forgive many sins, open your homes to each other, and share your food without complaining, God has shown you his grace in many different ways, so be good servants and use whatever gift he has given you in a way that will best serve each other. Our growth groups and our ministry teams are designed to give us a great avenue to serve each other and to love each other deeply. So what will be the same? Well, our commitment to groups will continue. You will continue to hear us say that if you aren't in a group, you aren't going to grow spiritually as quickly as those who are. You will hear us continue to say that if you aren't in a group, you're probably going to feel disconnected and somewhat lonely uh, because God intends for us to do life together. And our groups will continue to be a united network here as a church. We have always worked to make sure that our groups are pulling in the same direction and striving to fulfill the exact same goals. They may do different studies, but we want all of them to have the same key ingredients of focusing on being like Jesus and focusing on serving others. And there's some other things you'll hear more about that in an upcoming message. We really want to get all of our people in a group because we really do believe that doing life together leads to encouragement and accelerated growth. So the expectation for building community is simply this, get in a group, get in a group. The priority of this will be covered in several messages in the series, and uh, several messages will be about how we plan to build community together. We'll talk about families and hurting people and disconnected people because those people are all people that God loves and that we love. The last adjustment to our key language is reaching out becomes unleash compassion. Unleash compassion. Reaching out has always been about others. It has been about us helping people who are far from God discover that God really does love them, that God really does want to rescue them and help them to overcome their sin and despair and to give them forgiveness and life. And it's been about reaching out to those who are hurting and those who are outcast and those who are in need and uh, offering them whatever help we can. And this aspect of... uh, of reaching out and unleashing compassion is really what our Love the Berg theme for this year will focus on, us letting God unleash compassion through us. Look at this scripture. It's the same scripture, but with more of it from our theme verse, but look at it again. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. And so it's really important that we get better at unleashing God's compassion. And so as we refresh our vision in this area, what is going to be the same? Well, a lot. Because we've always been about unleashing compassion. But we will continue to uh, unleash compassion, first of all, locally. 
Uh, a lot of what we do locally is through our uh, community center ministry and how we work to connect the people that wander in here during the week to Christ and to impact. But we have many projects planned uh, throughout the rest of this year. In fact, we have a uh, Love the Berg project planned, uh, more than one, for every month for the rest of the year. You're going to constantly be hearing of projects that we're going to do to help people and reach out to people and uh, projects you can be involved in so that you can help us as we love the Berg and let God unleash compassion through us at things like our catchy concert in a few weeks. Uh, and then we will be packing a pod with food for our food bank in a month or so. And then later in the year, we have whole weekends planned to honor, first of all, teachers and educators, and then law enforcement officials, and then first responders. Now, another way that we unleash compassion locally is through our Mega Week that's coming up. You can volunteer today to get involved in that. You're welcome. Um, but that's a great part of it. And then our Monster Bash later in the year. And one of the announcements that I'm really pleased to make today is as of May 1st, that's this week, Abby Robinson will join our staff full-time as our kids director to help us unleash compassion with families in our community. Abby really has been doing a great job, and I think she's already been working full-time. We're just going to start paying her for the full-time that she's been doing, and because uh, she's got a kid going to college, you know, those kind of things. But uh, no, we really do appreciate how she's helped us unleash compassion for families. But we're also going to in, uh, unleash compassion, not just locally, but nationally and internationally. Nationally, we're going to do it in a number of ways. In June, a group from here is going to North Carolina to help them recover from flooding and from uh, hurricane damage. And Pastor Dale is going to be leading that trip, and there's still a few spaces on it if you want to go in early June and be a part of Unleashing Compassion in that way. And then in August, we're going to do one of the things that we've done that is most popular here. We're going to build a couple of more houses on our parking lot for people and families in need. And uh, if you haven't been a part of one of those projects, it's awesome. You need to be here and literally uh, raise walls for people who are homeless and need a house. And so that'll be a great thing. And in addition to all of this, we'll continue to partner with and support several ministries that serve locally and nationally to unleash the compassion of Jesus. Internationally, we're going to unleash compassion in a number of different ways. In addition to our ongoing global outreach ministry through our missions that spreads our influence to various parts of the world, I want to make a big announcement today. If you remember... As part of our Unstoppable uh, initiative, we had designated and planned to use $100,000 to do a major global outreach project. And even though finances didn't come through in the way that we had hoped, we didn't meet our goal, our leadership team, our elders and our pastors have talked about this on a couple of different occasions, and we have all felt led by God that we need to keep that commitment. So today, I get to announce what our missions team has decided that that project will be, and it's going to be huge. To help me make that announcement, I'm going to ask Lisa Silva uh, to join me up here. And 
you may not be aware of it, but for a year or so, we have had this service, our 11 o'clock service, translated into Portuguese, which is the language spoken in Brazil. And we have dozens of people from Brazil attending our services so uh, they can hear the message in their language. If you are here and you are from Brazil, would you stand right now? Go ahead, stand up. Stand. All right. Thank you. You can be seated. What a great group. Que grupo maravilhoso. Uh, Lisa is going to translate the next part into Portuguese as I say it. Vou traduzir em português. Often God works this way, but we were approached by an organization called Stadia. Normalmente Deus trabalha de várias maneiras, mas a gente foi Sorry, okay, don't emotion. Mas a gente foi é, contatado para fazer parte de um projeto que se chama Stadia. Thank you. And Stadia plants churches in South America. E Stadia eles eles é, criam igrejas na no South America, né, na América do Sul. Stadia works with Compassion International, and each church planted becomes a children's center in that community. Estéreo, eles trabalham com a é uma um instituto de compaixão e todo todo eles plantam igrejas em lugares diferentes. Yes, each church that is built is a place for kids to come during the week. E cada igreja plantada é um lugar para crianças participarem durante a semana. And then to be connected to the church on the weekend. E também ser conectada com as crianças no finais de semana, com a igreja no final de semana. Does that sound familiar? Isso é familiar para vocês? So I took a trip in October and visited two of the churches that have been started in Brazil. Então eu fiz uma viagem em outubro e visitei duas das igrejas que foram iniciadas no Brasil. One was on a very small piece of land. Uma estava num pequeno pedaço de terra. And the building covered all of the land. E a igreja cobriu todo o pedaço dessa terra. It had an area where 200 people could meet. Tinha uma área onde 200 pessoas podiam se encontrar. It had several classrooms and a kitchen and dining room to feed the kids a meal when they were there. Tinha várias salas de aula e uma cozinha e a sala de jantar para alimentar as crianças quando estavam lá. And this is a photo of the group of us with the pastors and others from the church. E esta é uma foto de um grupo de nós com os pastor de outras igrejas. The other church was built on a larger piece of ground, and this is a picture of their open-air meeting area. A outra igreja foi construída sobre um pedaço maior de terra e está em uma imagem da área de reunião ao ar livre e as salas de aula e a área de cozinha estão no fundo do terreno. And the area in the back has the kitchens and the classrooms uh, in the background. Here's a picture of me with some of the kids. Aqui está uma foto minha com alguma das crianças. If the kids look happy. Se as crianças estão felizes e sorrindo? It's because they thought I resembled a, a person that brings gifts at Christmas time. É porque eu me pareço com alguém que traz presente de Natal no dezembro. So after much prayer um, and with our connection with the Brazilian community here. Depois de muitas orações e sentimos com a nossa conexão com a comunidade brasileira aqui. And with our community center philosophy, e com nossa uh, comunidade de filosofia do centro comunitário, we believe that God is calling us to be a part of what He is doing in Brazil. Nós acreditamos que Deus nos chamou para fazer parte do que está acontecendo no Brasil, desse so, projeto no Brasil. 
So we have committed to funding the building of a church building and the starting of a church in Santa Rita, Brazil. Por isso nós nos comprometemos a financiar a construção de um edifício da igreja em Santa Rita, Brasil. The entire building project will be funded by Impact. Todo o projeto da construção está financiado pela igreja Impact. This area it, yeah, you can. Now this area is very poor and the mother church that is starting the new church is pretty far away. Essa igreja é essa área é muito pobre e a igreja principal está começando fica bem longe de onde é esse lugar. Especially since most of the people will walk there. Especialmente porque muitas pessoas teriam que caminhar de Santa Rita até a igreja principal. There is a great spiritual need in this area for a church. E há uma grande necessidade espiritual nessa área para uma igreja. They have secured a very small piece of land. Eles conseguiram um pequeno pedaço de terra. About 4,500 square feet total. Cerca de 4,500 pés quadrados. Se a minha matemática estiver correta. I don't know how she just translated that. But that's good. And uh, they have selected a pastor to lead the church. His name is Elder Aldov. Aldalvo de Silva Gama, and I'm going to listen to her say it. Eles, uh, eles escolheram um pastor para liderar essa igreja, e seu nome é Elder Edivaldo, Edivaldo da Silva Gama. Okay. Similar. She said it different than I did, but she said it right, so believe her. As the building is being built, the compassion team in Brazil will be putting together names of children in the community that will need to be sponsored. Enquanto o prédio está sendo construído, a equipe da Compassion no Brasil reunirá os nomes das crianças daquela comunidade que precisam ser patrocinadas e ajudadas. Eles normalmente geram 150 a 200 crianças que precisam ser patrocinadas em cada comunidade. So we will be having a sponsorship drive this fall and we'll be challenging the people here at Impact to sponsor as many children as possible. Então nós estaremos tendo uma campanha aqui na igreja de patrocínio nesse outono e estaremos desafiando o nosso pessoal aqui da Impact a patrocinar o maior número de crianças possíveis. Sponsorship is $38 per month and I'm praying that we as a church will sponsor all 150 to 200 children that will attend that church. O patrocínio é de 38 dólares por mês para cada criança e nós estamos orando para que nós possamos patrocinar todas as 150 ou 200 crianças. They tell us for each child sponsored, uh, we will touch and influence an entire family. Eles nos dizem que para cada criança patrocinada nós tocaremos e influenciaremos uma família inteira. So that will be hundreds more. Então serão dezenas e centenas mais de pessoas. And Stadia tells me that experts estimate as many as 20 people are affected for Jesus by every child that is sponsored. E a Stadia conta que especialistas estimam que até 20 pessoas são afetadas por Jesus por toda criança que são patrocinadas. Por cada criança patrocinada, 20 pessoas são tocadas. That means this project that we are embarking upon will not only connect 150 children to a church. O que significa este projeto que estaremos embarcando não só para conectar as 150 crianças a uma igreja, mas a tocar os membros de sua família, tocará milhares de pessoas. But as it touches their family members and it touches others, thousands of people will be affected. I translated that already. You already said that. <laughs> She's faster than I am. 
Eu já tinha traduzido essa so parte. So what we're doing here <laughs> will transform a city in Brazil for Jesus in a big way. Então o que nós estamos fazendo aqui realmente transformará uma cidade no Brasil para Jesus de uma grande forma. Let's thank Lisa for translating this part and for what thank she you. does every week. Thanks. Can I just say something? As the pastors say, love each other, let God love others through us. This is how impact is doing with us, you know. I feel the love that you guys give to us, give to our community. We are all the same, no matter what language we speak, where we come from. Thank you for your love, and we do love you all too. Thank you. So I'm pretty excited about this. And here's the timeline for how this is going to happen. By the way, she's still translating it. You're just not hearing it all. Okay? And she's saying it better than I'm saying it, so. But here's the timeline as we understand it. Between now and June 9th, please give a special offering to help us with funding this project. We have set aside some of the funds that we need, but we want to make up the difference using a special offering. And so you, if you could help us with that, we would appreciate that. Now, if we collect more than uh, what we need, we'll use those funds towards another big missions project in the future. But these gifts need to be offerings that are over and above your regular giving, and you can give them today through June 9th. Just mark them Brazil Project. And then construction will begin sometime in July or August, just uh, a few weeks from now. And children will begin to be registered for sponsorship in September, and they will begin meeting in a temporary location there in Santa Rita. And Impact will hold our sponsorship drive to sponsor children in November or December of this year. And construction on the church that we are building will com be completed in 9 to 12 months. And then next year, a missions team from Impact will travel to Brazil for the building dedication. We will send as many people as they will let us send uh, in 2020 to dedicate the site, to visit the children that they have sponsored to visit this church. We hope to take people from our missions team and we hope people from our Brazil group will go with us and uh, that people who sponsor children will go with us. And This is going to be huge, and we're excited about it. It's going to be a big part of what we're focused on for the next year. But I don't want our international outreach to stop with building a church in Brazil. I want us to continue to be used by God all around the world. In fact, I have a dream. I have been praying that... 50% of impact people will cross a border or go on a missions trip in the next five years. If we could do that, we would unleash compassion in really big ways. And I'm excited about this Brazil project and all of the projects that we will be doing to let God love others through us in the coming year. And my dream is that impact will become known as a church that's always serving, that's always helping people in need, that when people hear the name Impact Christian Church, they will say that is the place full of people who love Jesus so much that they serve him. I want what we do for Jesus to make Jesus famous 
in this community because of how we serve him. I want uh, to make Jesus famous as we love the Berg and beyond. Too often, we think that serving is something that only a few people get to do, but it isn't. This is for everyone. This is for every Christ follower. Letting God love others through us is normal and expected for Christ followers. It really is. It's normal and it's expected. So here's our expectation in this area. We want you, that's the person sitting in your chair right now, we want you to share with and serve people. There are so many things we want to share about what's coming next and we're out of time. But let me close by saying this. You need to be part of this. You need to be part of this. You need to be actively involved in this. You can't sit on the sidelines. You can't be a spectator with what God is about to do. You need to pursue God and you need to build community and you need to unleash compassion. And if you do, you will be blessed beyond measure. I promise that. You will be blessed. But if you decide to sit on the sidelines, you're going to feel left out. You're going to feel disconnected, and then you're going to get negative, and you're going to get critical, and you need to be a part of this. Please join us in the future that God has laid out for us, that God is, put, is putting before us. Let's join together to let God love us and to love others through us as we love the bird and beyond.